0: podcast ain't played nobody welcome to selection sunday welcome to the conclusion of the top 25 s&p plus hurry up sunday edition of our 2018 season we got a lot to discuss the first thing we're going to do bill is talk about your s&p plus the second thing we're going to do is talk about the committee selection that as we record this at 12:08 p.m god's time zone on Sunday. We only know six. This process <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. This is the most unbelievable. And they even bragged like we're about to
1: reveal the top six and we're not going to go to commercial for an hour. Why?
0: <laughs> All right, Why? Bill. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to dedicate a quick amount of time to our normal top 25, but I'm just going to do this in a big batch. I'm going to say right off the bat that there weren't a lot, there's not a lot of movement because there weren't a lot of games. Obviously right. Memphis lost to UCF. They dropped a little bit. And Appalachian State won their conference, so they gained a little bit. Both four places. Pretty much everything else is one degree of change. If yeah, any, Utah Utah
1: numbers. moved down three spots after losing. Yes.
0: Uh, Utah's the other one. Of course they lost on Friday night in a very weird, weird, super <laughs> crap game. Oh my god. We'll get to that in a second. We're no timer, but I'm just gonna plow through these until we get let's let's start the talking at ten. How about that? You ready? Sure. Yep. Okay, 25, Wazoo. 24, Wisconsin. 23, Memphis. Obviously, they lost the uh, conference. Whoops. Uh, American Athletic Conference Championship in Orlando. Number 22, Miami of Florida. Number 21, Utah State. They just lost a football coach. Number 20, West Virginia. Number 19, Texas A&M. Number 18, Auburn. 17, Utah dropping three spots after they lost to Washington on Friday night. Number 16, Mizzou. M-I-Z number 15 LSU number 14 Florida Uh, number 13 the Appalachian State Mountaineers they jump four spots to number 13 I said spots like someone from the Midwest I apologize everyone who had to hear that number 12 is Mississippi State number 11 is Penn State that takes us to number 10 uh, the the best game second best game of the day best game of the night (laughs) Last night definitely was the Mountain West Championship game. I could have used a little more points, but I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to be picky because you had driving snow on blue turf. Fresno State outlasts uh, Boise. They were the better team. Their offense, or sorry, excuse me, their defense is amazing. Able to shut down a very quality offense in Boise State. Um, I'm just super impressed with Jeff Tedford. Great season, eleven and record. So, spots is a midwestern thing. No, the way I said, just the way I hit the, the, oh, the vowel. Okay. just okay. the way I hit the valve.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was, it was by far the prettiest, uh, game of the day. Like the only play, the only reason you knew where the end zones were, was like the orange tint that was coming from, uh, beneath the snow. Uh, but it was beautiful. And it was, I mean, boys he had it, man. They had, uh, more yeah. scoring opportunities. Uh, they, they had the ball a whole heck of a lot longer. Uh, they really, they, they put themselves in position the way they, they wanted to, uh, you know, not having a kicker
0: sucks. And- not going to reduce everything to one one play, but the overtime drive—it was run, 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 push, push, push—and then they went to the air, and it was kind of a mess, as it had been all night, uh, both because of Fresno's defense, but also because of the weather. Traction was real bad. Just, just interesting. Um, Hell of a uh, that option play on third down uh, by Fresno in overtime was. Yeah. Awesome.
1: That's something I, I, so Missouri this year, obviously I've seen a lot of Missouri. They have this play where every single time they run it, you think it's a busted play and then it works. Cause like they, uh, they yeah. take the snap and then the, basically the quarterback and running back both just kind of stop for a second. And then they start going out for the option and it like catches everybody flat footed, which is kinda, it's, it's like an anti-speed option. Um, yeah. That was it, Fresno. It wasn't quite that yesterday, but there was a, like a like a moment of hesitation or something interesting, um, and it uh, that's apparently a new thing because they got the corner and that was the game.
0: That was the only option play they ran the entire game. Um, yeah. It's just it, it's a cool football moment because they smoked the crap out of the pitchman, the quarterback, yep. uh, immediately, and then it's really about one on one angle and speed. Very fundamental football things. Just yep. Deciding an entire game in real time is a fun thing to watch. Number nine is Washington. They won. Shug Emoji the Pac-12 championship in front of nobody in Santa Clara on yeah, Friday night. Utah, Utah, last was really, game. I, I was really expecting Utah fans to
1: show a little better than that. So, my mea culpa for being wrong about at least Utah showing up. But
0: uh, um, it, th- this was just ugly all over. I will say though, I am interested in the Rose Bowl matchup that has been created in the last couple minutes. We'll jump ahead. Number eight, Central Florida. Um, they were getting their ass handed to them. Memphis was doing to central Florida, what central Florida does to other teams, which is just, um, come out and chunk play on that ass. And it was bad. It was bad. Um, great story for central Florida to rally. Um, sucks obviously as we're sitting here, staring at six logos on the screen on ESPN, as we record this, that they're not one of them. They never were going to be. I do not say that to be mean. I do not say that to be condescending. I do not say that, um, because it's the right thing it's the wrong thing they had no shot they never had a shot they couldn't have done anything i don't care if they what was the team they didn't play this year north carolina yeah it was georgia tech last year north carolina this year that doesn't matter either obviously nope. north carolina not having a great season this it just sucks flat out yeah. they're either going to the fiesta or the peach they could be paired up against um anyone as we're recording this i think an lsu ucf peach bowl is possible and then also they could go to the fiesta uh, where they've played before. Of course, they played in the Peach last year and beat Auburn. And I think Texas is in play there. Right. Um, yeah. I. It's
1: funny because like right after they they announced the playoff pairings and o, OU is fourth ahead of Georgia. I I tweeted out basically like that the committee's gotten it for all for all the parts of this process that I hate and there are a lot of them. Um, I haven't disagreed with the single playoff selection yet that's five years 20 teams they're 20 for 20 basically they they picked the 20 that i would have and then i realized i needed an asterisk on that by basically saying the ucf thing completely and totally sucks but when i say they went 20 for 20 i mean 20 for 20 among teams that they were clearly considering um, yep. and they just aren't going to until we move to 18 playoff. And, and I, it's funny, like my natural hipster state has made me almost push back against the idea of an 18 playoff. Cause everybody has jumped onto the bandwagon and you know, I got to move on to the next, uh, hip happening band. What but, about uh, six?
0: What about six with one well, guaranteed bid problem,
1: for a G5? Well, the problem is they will never have that combination. They will never, if you only have 16s, they're never giving one to a G5. It has to be at least eight for them it's to It had to be freaking 12. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like among teams that they were legitimately considering, they have gotten it right all 20 times so far. Uh, they just were never, by the way, Memphis in this game, 63% success rate in the first quarter, 47% in the second, 38 in the third and 33 in the fourth. They, yeah. um, they came out blazing and UCF just, just started just tightening the, the, the ratchet on them.
0: Um, again, no criticism. I know we, we talk a lot about UCF fans and how annoying they've been on their campaign, This was a good adjustment win. This was a good come from behind win. This was a good coaching win, a good execution win. This was a good not having your damn great quarterback win. Yeah, Um, Yeah, awesome. I mean, just good all around for Central Florida. I think it hurts the sport of college football, that you are languishing outside of the national championship picture. That's all the nice things I can say about you. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to move one through seven on the S and P plus because of the six teams that we know are placed in the college football playoff selection committee right now. Um, it's the same range. Plus S and P plus is love affair with Michigan. I don't understand you sick in me. Um, all right, we're going to do it this way. You ready? Here are the 2018 S&P Plus rankings. This is after 14 (laughs) weeks before bowls. All right. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Georgia. Number four, Oklahoma. Number five, Michigan. Number six, Notre Dame. Number seven, Ohio State. Here are the six teams that we know have been uh, ranked by the selection committee. Number one, Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Notre Dame. Number four, Oklahoma. Number five, Georgia. Number six, Ohio State. What that means, of course, is that Alabama will play Oklahoma. The game being moved from the Cotton to uh, the Orange Bowl in Miami because of the proximity, of the number four seed to Dallas. And then in the, uh, in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, we will have number two, Clemson undefeated, against number three, Notre Dame defeated. Oklahoma makes it in. There's a million and a half ways to look at this um i'm just going to start the conversation before we go back to s&p plus by saying this is all an exercise in the arbitrary okay <laughs> yeah. there is absolutely no specific way to do this the science of this selection is it ceases to engage or interest me because this no matter what they say is a format that reinvents itself every year the criteria is loose crazy the fact they go week to week infuriates myself and infuriates my co-host um this is all a huge hunk of pageantry and marketing. Um, I'm not saying because everyone wants to get reductive immediately that this is not of course better than the BCS. It is, but it can be a lot better. I am not personally offended that Georgia is out. Um, Georgia played a hell of a football game yesterday and I will dedicate some time to that on Wednesday because I got the vapors um, (laughs) as someone who's, who's never cheered for Georgia in his life um, watching that game. It was, it was crippling. It was emotional it was in all the negative brush strokes. why you watch college football for a psychological spiritual connection um, <laughs> in all the negative ways again. Um, so let's talk about your s and Plus rankings. Um, not obviously I – sh- I, I should never describe it as your because then someone's going to misinterpret that. This is what the s and Plus ranking system formulates. Yes. They like Georgia at number three. Sure. Their, well, playoff was one, their playoff was number one Alabama and number four Oklahoma. Which is, what, which is what the system has. However, they have Clemson playing Georgia and they push Notre Dame down to six. Sure. Um, so while you were talking, I did a quick formulation because I just realized
1: something while staring at the ratings. Um, if, you, if you basically apply, take S&P Plus and you apply a five-point penalty per, per loss. Okay. Here's the order you end up getting one Alabama, two Clemson, three Notre Dame, four Oklahoma, five Georgia, six Ohio State, seven UCF. Well, seven UCF if you basically say they're a mid major, so they are automatically assigned a loss. So, which is clearly kind of what they do. Um, which is you know a nice trick because you can never lose negative one game, so they can all they're all <laughs> a mid major will basically always have a loss when you do that. But if you do that, you end up with basically the exact playoff ranking order.
0: So there are four losses on the board right now by the selection committee of these six teams. Of course, right. obviously one through three are undefeated. Number four, Oklahoma lost to Texas at Red River avenged that loss yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people now for the first time in the Big 12 championships second exi- well in exi- overall existence, its first time in its new incarnation. I think the big 12 has to feel good about that championship game uh, along this line of logic if we're assuming this line of logic that OU is allowed to avenge their sole loss and bump in. Well- yeah, let me finish. I yeah, yeah, I, I don't right, agree so with that. that. I don't agree yeah. with that number. So you have a single loss in terms of quality is what we're looking at, right? Their loss is to Texas. Texas finishes nine and four three. Uh, f- uh three. Okay, nine and three. There are. They're in spitting four, distance four, of four. a... They lost to Maryland. No, I tried to forget they lost to... Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there's your, there's your one candidate right there. You have two candidates in Georgia, obviously, the number one team in the country, Alabama, and an LSU team that is in the periphery, just like Texas is, for a New Year's Six poll. And then, of course, the last team is Ohio State at number six. They have the worst loss, which is to Purdue. Um, I think it's obvious that, that this weighed heavily in the committee's decision. These quality losses whether yeah. so that's rubric or not you muted it how many minutes in on the selection show like a minute or something uh, barely even a minute yeah i had it on mute the entire time so i don't know what some of these and that's no offense to like like my boy reese davis or anything but it's just uh it's it's the others. yeah it's it's <laughs> hashtag uh you said it you said it like a horror movie yeah. horror movie others uh it's others but it's also poor rob mullins having to get up and justify this nonsense. Um, it's a silly circus format and I wish they would come out and say, Hey, we think it's these four. I would respect the hell out of that. I would respect the hell out of total transparency saying, Hey, we think it's these four. And we just saw this Alabama, Georgia game yesterday. So we think another team should have a shot. I wouldn't even agree with that, but I would respect the hell out of, out of that level of transparency, because I think ultimately, I don't want to, I don't want this podcast, this episode, or what we do to get into the same banal mainstream stuff that we get in college football media. Cause everyone's going to be arguing about Oklahoma and Georgia all week. Um, I think Georgia's the better team. I'm also not going to lose a wink of sleep with Oklahoma getting that spot.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I would have put Oklahoma in too. Like I, I, well, I mean, I wrote this this morning, if you saw it, um, one of like the 38 things that has had my name on it go up this morning. Um, it's been a day. Um, Oklahoma, number one, lost once. <laughs> you know, there's nothing to say in Oklahoma, wouldn't have lost twice too, had they played LSU and Alabama, but they lost once against their schedule, against a team that the, that the CFP committee respects quite a bit in Texas. Uh, and then, and, and even if they didn't, Yes, they avenged that loss, but just leaving that to the, to the side for a moment, they have one loss and Georgia has two. So that's, that's one thing. They have a, uh, the same number of top 25 wins, assuming that the committee doesn't eventually trump Iowa State out for toying with Drake a little too long uh, yesterday and thinking about having the worst upset loss of the year. Uh, so if Iowa State remains ranked, both teams have the same number of ranked wins. Uh, Georgia has more losses. Georgia doesn't have a conference title like Oklahoma does. If the committee is going to put a two-loss team in the playoff, uh, it's almost certainly going to be a two-loss conference champion, not a two-loss non-champion. Um, and yeah, if you're still not convinced, kind of like what you just said, Georgia got their shot at Alabama, and they they blew it, and they blew it against the backup quarterback in the end uh, for for half a quarter. And they didn't so- blow it.
0: They didn't blow it. They committed a Russian opera. <laughs>
1: And I feel bad because Alabama, until the fake punt, they didn't blow it. The fake punt was
0: mind blowing. You ever see, have you ever seen a film that you walk away from and you're like, that was a quality film? That was a great film. It deserves an award or acclaim or year in best. I will always remember this film. I never want to watch it again.
1: You mean Saving Private Ryan?
0: Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Okay. That was that game. Alabama is, it's, I said yesterday that the war machine from hell that the cor- the culture of the sport has earned, but I don't know if it's just not something more romantically sad about Georgia and the, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't it, know. it really is. Like, that was the thing that I really – because while it was happening, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the most Hollywood thing you could possibly imagine. And that's what Richard ended up writing after the game. Like, Jalen Hurts coming to save the day. it's coming to save Tua's ass in the same venue against the same team. Like, that was just, you know,
0: poetry in so many different ways. Yeah, but Bill, except for the fact that, like, I've seen DC movies that have better plot construction than that fake punt. (laughs) Well, that's – What were you doing – yeah,
1: well, and, and I, I felt Kirby kind of a hmm, couple things. Number one, Kirby, I, I didn't like what he, I know why he said the politicking stuff that he said afterwards, but he went out of his way saying, well, if we would have gotten something to the effect of if we had snapped it faster, it was re- it was there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, let's just go ahead and just just say the words. I made a mistake on that one and move on. Um, but also like this was a slow, I, I don't really understand the point of the the play. Like there was an option, because uh, the punter goes out running off to the left. So there was an option there, uh, obviously. And I guess that's the part he said was open if they had run it quicker. Uh, but you know, a fake, a, a running fake punt on fourth and 11, when they're clearly not coming after the punter, mm-hmm. that feels a little dicey right there. Um, But even beyond that, like I still, I, I talked to a coach friend last night. He disagreed with this. I, I, I they have ruined Justin Fields as a passer. Like I, I like Jim Chaney. I'll defend Jim Chaney. I think, like the simple schemes he comes up with when he's got talent to to simply scheme, he does a very good job of not overthinking in those situations, but they just continue to try to jam Justin Fields in there while giving him one play. And I think they've kind of ruined him at least temporarily as a passer because they actually called a pass for him yesterday and he immediately scrambled. Um, but then on the fake punt, like if he is thinking as a passer and he doesn't have some weird pitch option, a guy started to come open. He would have had to improvise and scramble, but a guy started to come open downfield if he was even looking for it. So either there were too many options on the play, the pass was too slow developing 38 different things. Like the play design was horrible. Uh, they shouldn't have run it there because you know. I, I understand. Like I am all for going for the jugular, but it's fourth and 11 and you can pin Alabama deep with like two or three minutes left on the clock. What, however much time was left. Like I I'm, I'm all for risking. that, that seems dumb. Um, anyway, like I, I kind of hated that he immediately just came out and said, well, it was there if they did it right. Um,
0: two things bad. I want to mention, uh, the Vegas is reinforcing what I thought about the season. Which is that uh, here's a line for the games. Bama opens as a 14 point favorite over Oklahoma, and Clemson opens as an 11 and a half point favorite over Notre Dame. So chalk. Yeah. Total chalk. Well, and then, I mean, yeah. It's been if, I had, if I had to put a number on it right now, I would say Alabama is somewhere between a nine and 12 point favorite over Clemson.
1: Uh, I think I saw, yeah, I think it was around 11 is what the initial yeah. line I saw, yeah.
0: Um, and then the other, uh, the other thing I'd like to just point out just to pat myself on the back is you always feel good when you make choices in your consumption and they're, they're proven to be absolutely right. Especially as a, someone who's a professional in the college football media world, at least some days of the week I am. I, uh, I watched all of uh, zombie red river, the SEC champion, the championship right after like in between looking at uh, like Memphis UCF for a hot minute. And then I watched Fresno and Boise didn't touch Big Ten, didn't touch ACC, didn't have to. It's I like, DVR'd the mall and just,
1: just fast-forwarded through um, until it was over and then then turned it off. So uh,
0: The Pac-12 championship was so bad. Everything going on with the Pac-12, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to pile on, but that was, it was so bad that it was one of those games you're like, oh, I'm going to throw this up in the background. <laughs> it was boring in the background. It was bad in the background. I came in for the last two drives, and then that was it. What a trash effort at that conference. Just the (laughs) Pac-12. Well, I would say the
1: effort's not the problem. Um, No, it was... I felt bad because Utah had a chance. They kind of got screwed on that pass and interference penalty at the end. But until then... Like, I mean, like Washington was dramatically superior overall. And, and mm-hmm. really, the stat I can point to the most for that is scoring opportunities, first downs inside the opponent's 40. Washington had six, Utah had one. On average, that results in something like a 36 to six victory. It was 10 three because Washington went for it on fourth and eight, went for it on fourth and whatever, six, tried a field goal on fourth and one and got it blocked. Uh, had a like had a, turn, a, a turnover in there where Jake Browning actually throws a perfect pass and his receivers like what the hell and and blows it and it gets picked off um, and then above all those other things, Washington had six uh, scoring opportunities. Their only touchdown comes via pick six, so they had three points in six scoring opportunities. And I just want to commend them because I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, they were efficient for the most part. They clearly had a better plan. They had more what I was saying on PAPN uh, on, on the tasty menu last week, how I want to talk myself into Utah, but I, then I remember that freshman quarterback, backup quarterback against a really, really smart, sound, awesome Washington defense. I just can't see it, couldn't see it. And they still almost figured out a way somehow um, to, to tie the game late because Washington had the worst scoring opportunity offense I think i had ever seen in my life
0: um i'm not speaking right now because i'm working on a coach thing and i learned my lesson the hard way this week yeah you gotta mute uh
1: you gotta mute your microphone in a couple different places
0: yeah yeah. yeah. i'm just gonna sit here and send out this thing um yep okay um bill Snyder, by the way set to retire from kansas state multiple yep. outlets are finally reporting uh that's one of those i can just tell you as a reporter i've heard it I want to say every year I've ever done this job. Yeah. And, uh, and therefore, even though people I totally respect, colleagues of mine are reporting it, it's still like, yeah, I'll believe when I say
1: I know. That. Like you still have to remove
0: him from the building. Bill, what we're going to do, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, right now, we have a very, very rough idea of what the bowls look like. They're dragging this thing out just, you know, at a ridiculous pace to milk it for everything it's worth. I can just – we can go through using the SB Nation schedule. Right now, you want a fun game? How about the Cure Bowl in Orlando, Tulane, and uh, Louisiana Lafayette? That's going to be a like, fun game. I kind of wish they could just move that game uh, to Louisiana. <laughs> but I know, I it wonder... should, well, it should be in the New Orleans Bowl, but App won that game. Right. Oh, so I know, but I, I still yeah. like it. You know,
1: let's just adjust these on the fly here. Um, they're no, they're
0: waiting win. on an opponent. Most of these games uh, don't have uh, locked-in opponents, I can tell you. The Bahamas Bowl will be Florida International playing Toledo. Um, let's as we continue to scroll through here. Both App and Georgia Southern are set. Uh, App will be in the New Orleans Bowl. Georgia Southern in the Camellia. They have TBD opponents. Um, as we scroll through here, again, some of the stuff's coming out live. We're updating it at the espionation Nation calendar as things become eighty uh, percent official. Let's say. Also in the Sun Belt, they've already locked in their affiliations, and God bless them for doing so. Troy will host a MAC opponent in the Dollar General Bowl. That's the game mobile, which is actually in their like. Hated rival USA Stadium. That's sort of a small storyline. Uh, the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, get ready to. Is that the? Yeah, that's the 24th, right? Yeah, but our 22nd. Oh, there's no Christmas Eve game nope. this year with the scheduling. Nope. That's normally the Ignore Your Family. You've got to but talk
1: that's, to your family.
0: Damn it! Uh, Louisiana Tech will play Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. Um, the other games that we know so far: uh, the Arizona Bowl will be Arkansas State against the Mountain West opponent um and in the cotton bowl and the orange bowl obviously those two are settled with the playoff um roughly what we know in the uh in the near six pantheon is that the sugar sb nation is calling it this is awesome i get to say stuff like cnn does um will be texas and georgia in the sugar bowl in new orleans um fun matchup right off the top of my head I, i don't know pointy but um Even in some parts could be could be fun. That's a January first. That'll be the evening game uh, on New Year's Day. Beat that Uh, ass dogs. Beat that ass dogs. Why?
1: Eh, Yeah. If somebody gets Texas? Well, I mean I'm I'm tired of of the Tom Herman suck against bad teams to drag the ratings down thing, but also let's just say I've gotten more flack from Texas fans than anybody else. Ah, okay. Well, you know. The, the list starts anew every year, so they can be back. Like we can be back on each other's good
0: side next yeah. year.
1: For this year's uh, year,
0: going to be a fun game. Those two teams have actually scheduled a one-on-one against each other in in coming seasons. Um, that's the golf clubbiest poloist freaking <laughs> twenty forty-seven um, and twenty
1: forty-nine. I'm assuming.
0: Yeah. Anyway, before that, the Rose Bowl, of course, is locked. Ohio State and Washington going to be a great matchup.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do feel no? like no? yeah. Well, just Washington is built to suck the fun out of things that's obvious even like when they're good they still suck the fun out of things so
0: you know but that's i like a very that good i, I like that because there's different ways that they could kill ohio state <laughs> well and, and because it, ohio state is error prone you could end up with a you know, wash so miles gaskin will have a 75 yard touchdown run that's what i'm saying uh, like like this one could get ugly funky against ohio state even though they might be the better team you can never tell that's fantastic I, you know i've come all the way around on ohio state this year between the michigan game and just from what i read this morning on the way they played northwestern you combine that with purdue you combine that with maryland you never know what's gonna happen and you have one of the best pure like
1: matchups of the bowl season with Washington's secondary against ohio state's receiving core so you do yeah have- and i'm
0: fine i mean honestly like we're grasping at threads to to generate relevance and interest in these partner bowls or new rotation bowls, whatever the hell they're supposed to call them. Like I'm fine with that. You know, let's just find one or two storylines and let's go. So that's what we know right now, Bill, we will see uh, each other this week. I believe Wednesday don't hold us to it. We are back on the single weekly format as we march towards bowl season. Yeah. Yeah.